Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Over the hills and through the frozen lava fields of Iceland lives a strange and twisted creature. With her husband, her cat, and her 13 children, she uses Christmas time to terrorize and feast on naughty little boys and girls. Stay tuned to hear all about that on The Reluctant Historian. I'm Liz Lawson, and this is our Reluctant Historian. Dakota Lawson. This is the podcast where I try to show my husband that history is actually cool. So, if you love history, or you absolutely hate it, this podcast is for you. We'd like to begin by recognizing that we are recording on Treaty 6 territory and the homeland of the Métis Nation. We make this acknowledgement in recognition that we are settlers here on the land that belongs to the many different First Nations of Turtle Island. All right, Dakota, what do you think we're talking about? So, so this, uh... This this old lady is a creature, or, yeah. or is that what they're just referring to her when they call like a human a monster if they're no. a murderer? No, she's an actual creature. Yes, but she's married. Yes, creatures can get married. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I just don't think. Um, I didn't think that creatures. Well, that cre- the word creature sp- spans uh, many different things. Yeah. I didn't think that they had. Human customs. Like the creature from the Black Lagoon? I'm pretty sure he has a wife. And Frankenstein? Bride of Frankenstein? They got wives. Yeah, I suppose. I guess. So this creature then, because Frankenstein is humanistic. Truth. You know, is this creature humanistic? Are we playing 20 questions? Is it bigger than a bread box or smaller? (laughs) Well, is she? Uh, And she has 13 children? Yes. And she eats people on Christmas. Children, yes. Eats children on Christmas? Yes. Okay, sorry, I'm a little, I'm not feeling super great, so I'm like, <laughs> I might repeat a few things you said. I'm like, is that what you said? Okay. <laughs> it's okay, it's good, for, so, good to ask clarifying questions. So, okay, so the, this uh, this crazy creature who is monogamous yeah. and has children, she's yeah. Christian, she's a Christian creature, and she eats children. Is she Jesus? I think she's just a, uh, <laughs> I think she's just a, uh, what's the fucking word, Men- Mennonite. <laughs> a Mennonite? Yeah, a, a Minonite. <laughs> I said it wrong, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a Minonite, eh? Minonite. Yeah. Well, no, actually, last year we did an episode about the Krampus, mm. which was a really cool historical thing. This year, in looking for Wicked Wednesday stuff for Christmas, I came across Iceland's Christmas folklore with this tale about the 13 Yule lads, a giant Christmas cat, and a Christmas witch. Oh, she's a witch. Well, it remains... Are you saying your sister's a creature? She, yes, all the time. <laughs> That's what I say she is. No, it remains to be seen what she is. Oh, okay. So she might still be a min- Minonite. Um, she might be a Minonite, yes. <laughs> What's your golden nugget? I mean, this isn't, a, this, this isn't like a golden nug- nugget overly. I just wanted to talk about this because okay. we had just... Uh... So I said to you before we started oh, yeah. the podcast... Uh, I decided to get my car appraised today just for the halibut. Yeah. And you said, 
what? <laughs> well, I thought you were making a joke. And no, then... no, no. I, just, I need to know is, uh, like, clearly you said that that's not a thing. No, that's it's... Saying. The saying is just for the hell of it. Yeah, but I thought it was a play on that. No. I, I knew just for the hell of it, but that's, <laughs> that's like, so basic, whereas just for the hell of it. I think I've that said that, that for years. I feel like that might be like a thing that maybe an adult in your life was saying oh. for a while, and then they just it just caught on. That or it could, could be like be. flip a shitter, or <laughs> uh, yes. what's that other L- thing that you folks say that I was like, that's that's weird. Uh, pretty well. Pretty well, yeah, yeah, pretty well. Okay, so uh, yeah, I'm from the I'm from a small uh, a Canadian village, eh? <laughs> and it actually is a village. There's less than 300 people there. Oh yeah, there, but so uh, yeah, we out in the out in the boonies, we like to say uh, flip a shitter, you yeah, know. Man. And I I'm gonna tell you what it means, but I want you to, you know, let me let me know later if you were right and don't be honest with me, okay? Yeah. Okay. What does flip or shitter mean? It means. To do a U-turn, eh? Yeah, dear bud. Yeah. So anyways, you never heard it just for the halibut, eh? It's, it's not a thing. <laughs> Nobody says that. Hmm. Halibut's a fish, isn't it? You're right. Actually, though, funny. <laughs> yes? When when we first started dating, there was that uh, hal- halibut. Um, uh, I was ordering good food, right? Yes. Uh, and I, you maybe don't remember this, but... Uh, so it's like that meal delivery for, I know you yeah. know, but for listeners, meal delivery, they deliver the, all the ingredients to you. You pick the recipes and stuff like that. I picked like a halibut burrito thing or something Which like would have been delicious. And I, but here's the thing. I didn't know halibut was fish. And you don't like fish. <laughs> no, it's the worst. And I just remember texting you about it. And I, I can't remember what, how it would exactly went, but I'm like. Mm, I do remember this. I think I was like, hi, I, th- I think this might be fish. <laughs> you're like, you're like. <laughs> Yeah. Absolutely it is. <laughs> so, so uh, yes. What is your golden nugget? Um, well, I have a lump of coal. Mm. So we are recording. I feel like this has been a thing that we've been recording on random days. Uh, we're recording on Tuesday because uh, I had a migraine this weekend because I yeah. foobarred my neck. And so we couldn't record on Sunday because I was a mess. Sorry. Foobar for you guys who aren't Canadian is a, is a movie series from two guys out in Edmonton, okay? Yeah, there, bud. Did you actually know that? Yeah. You were nodding like you knew it. So. Well, I never have seen them. I haven't I... either. It looks terrible. But... Yeah, but it means <laughs> fucked up beyond all. And then I don't know if the R stands for recognition or relief or I don't know. Fucked up beyond all halibut. <laughs> it's actually, it's not foobar. It's foob. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, this is our last research episode. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Uh, next week we have uh, me doing a thing. <laughs> it's gonna be the end of end of uh, year. Yeah. I'm. I'm actually. I wrote it in my calendar to remind me a few couple days before, so I don't actually. So I don't end up just doing it last minute, which yeah. I think I did last year. Uh, so. Yeah, I'm going to just kind of ask people what their favorite episodes were and what their least favorite were. You know, your ego your ego can take it. So. That's what you said last week, too. Oh, God, I got to... Got to make different jokes, babe. Oh, is this the point? In a, in our in our vows, I said, uh, if you uh, stop finding me funny or funny, I'll just uh, write better jokes, eh? <laughs> and uh, I said it like that. You, you in never... your Canadian accent, Well, eh? you know... 
yeah, for for those of you that have never been to a Canadian uh, wedding, we always have to talk in our accent, you know, while we do it. You know? Yeah, so, there, bud. So, the reason I keep saying yeah, there, bud, this is the only thing I can do in a Canadian oh, really? Do I do all right at it? Yeah, or, you're doing all right there, I, bud. I feel like I'm, like, in my head, you know, every time you do a voice, it's like... Well, it's no Benedict Cumberbatch, but... Wong. <laughs> Actually, there was a uh, there was a. Sorry, we're we're gonna get to the episode right away. I know you said shorten the batch for this I week. I did, but but somebody had posted in my work uh, group chat. There was like, oh, there's this uh, this Grinch thing happening or whatever, and you can go to Whoville or whatever. And I was just thinking, Wong, get the sleigh. <laughs> it's time to kill the Who's. Yes. Yeah. All right, so this week we're looking almost exclusively, I don't know why I said almost exclusively, we are looking exclusively at Iceland's Christmas folklore because it's pretty wild. So Iceland was founded more than a thousand years ago during the Viking Age of Exploration. So some of these words and stories feel familiar to the Norse gods that we know. Incidentally, there are also some Celtic traditions mixed in there as well. Despite being pretty physically isolated from other European countries, Iceland has remained a big part of European civilization. The Icelandic sagas, which recount heroic episodes that took place when the island was being settled, are often regarded as among the finest literary achievements of the Middle Ages. Some modern notes about Iceland. It is super ethnically homogenous. What uh, does that mean? It's like, doesn't have diversity. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry, this is Iceland you said? Yeah. So, wait, okay, well, here's a question. Iceland, what ethnicity are they there? Icelandic, I would guess. Like, like, okay. Tall, white, blonde people. They're white. Uh, okay, <laughs> yeah. I wasn't sure. I was like, are they, uh, like, do they have a darker like tone skin? Okay, okay, cool. Yeah. Are they, is it still homogenous? Yeah, homogenous, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it is still, yeah, they actually, so that's what I was saying. Um, modernly, it's um, so homogenous that genetic researchers have used its inhabitants to study hereditary diseases and to develop a bunch of cures. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know how that works. I don't know the science on that, but yeah. that's what they did. Interesting. Icelanders also take care to preserve their traditions, customs, and language, so much so that many Icelanders still believe in elves, trolls, and other mythical feature figures from the mythical landscape of their Norse past. Well. So part of that folklore is dedicated to Christmas beings. Christmas beans. Christmas beans? Christmas beans? That's hard to say. Christmas. 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 Beings. Beans. Beings. Beans. Not beans. Fine. <laughs> Christmas beans. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which depict mountain-dwelling characters and monsters who come to town during Christmas. These stories are... Uh, de- his, okay. His name is Benedict. Okay. <laughs> uh, the stories are directed at children and are used to scare them into good behavior. Icelandic Christmas tales include both mischievous pranksters who leave gifts during the night and monsters who eat disobedient children. They're, uh, these children's trauma was it old as time. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. These figures are shown as living together as a family who live in a cave and include the following, all of whom we're going to talk about today. Oh, this is, uh, this is much like those, I'm, I'm trying to impress you right now, that episode you did on those people who lived in a cave and then ate people. The, the cannibals were, the cannibals yeah. that were like and they would like they would try like get people in the woods sort like of, those sort those of creatures similar well these are different types of creatures but so the first one is grelia 
or Grilla, Gryla. I don't know. Her name is spelled G-R-Y-L-A. I want to say Gryla. She sounds hot. Yeah. She's a giantess or a troll and she's not hot. So let me tell you about her. Hmm. Okay. She has a huge appetite for the flesh of mischievous children whom she cooks in a large pot. <laughs> her husband, Lepalthi. Oh, Lep- she's married. Lepalthi. <laughs> is lazy and mostly stays at home. She will often wander into town to grab children for his stew. Then there is the Yule Cat, who is a huge and vicious cat that lurks about the snowy countryside during Yule time and eats people who have not received any new clothes to wear before Christmas Eve. Oh, damn. I- I'm picturing his body being that of a Yule log. <laughs> just like he's a Yule log, uh, like fully not moving, but then he's just got like moving head and uh, limbs. Finally are the 13 Yule lads. It's hard to say that as well. As well. Yule lads. Yule lads. Yeah. Yule lads. Who, Yule lads. Who are the sons of Griela and Lepothufi. Lepothufi. Mm. I got to see, 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 I, you know, I was like, well, she's got a deadbeat husband. Maybe there's a chance. But she's got kids. 13 so. of them. 13 of them. And, you know, she's Christian, so. She's not Christian. I don't know if she's going to put out. So the 13 Yule lads are pranksters who steal and harass the population, and they all have descriptive names that show their favorite way of harassing people. Uh, Dennis the Yule man. Basically. (laughs) So in Iceland, the midwinter holiday known as Yule, which is a version of the Old English and Old Germanic word for Yule, is generally darker than the one we celebrate here in Canada, in both the actual darkness of the day and in the folklore. The earliest celebrations of the season were viewed as a time not only to bring together relatives, living and deceased, but also to bring together elves, trolls, and other magical and spooky creatures who were believed to inhabit the landscape. Were you, you sent me a TikTok of some Krampuses oh, did, par- yeah. partying. Was this this? No. So Krampus is like Germanic and uh. Gryla and her husband and the Yule lads are from Iceland. Oh. They're kind of similar. I don't know. You sent me a TikTok of a bunch of like a festival of just people dressed as Krampuses just partying yeah, cool, and like hey? scaring people. It was it was funny. I was yeah. like, that's that's dope. Yeah. Gryla, whose name translates loosely to growler, would be among these showing up with a horned tail and a bag into which she would toss naughty children. Okay. So she's uh, she's a little Krampusy. Yes. Gryla is originally mentioned as being a giantess in the 13th century compilation of Norse mythology, the Prose Edda. But she has no specific connection to Yule or Christmas until the 17th or maybe 19th century. It really depends Mm. on the source. It's a wide wide range of years. Yes. In these first poems, she is described as being enormous and repulsive and as a parasitic beggar. Mm. One poem reads, Here comes Gryla down in the field with 15 tails on her. Mm. While another says, Down comes Gryla from the outer fields with 40 tails, a bag on her back, a sword in her hand, coming to carve out the stomachs of the children who cry for meat during Lent. I don't think they did very... They weren't going for rhyming on those things. No, it probably, like, rhymes in Icelandic, just not in the translation. Right, that makes sense. Yeah. Some poems say that she has 300 heads, each of which has three eyes. Oh. Others describe eyes in the back of her head, ears that hang so long that they hit her in the nose, a matted beard, blackened teeth, and hooves. Suffice it to say, she is very, very ugly. I mean, dear, that's body shaming. And also, <laughs> speak for yourself, because, uh, you know, I think, I think I could take the 13 kids for her, you know? Yeah, that's nice. So yeah. are you leaving me for Gryla? 
Huh? <laughs> <laughs> she also walks around asking parents to give her their disobedient children, presumably to eat. You can, however, thwart her plans by either giving her... By f- saying no. <laughs> <laughs> by either giving her food or chasing her away. So, yeah, saying no. <laughs> get, get out of here, Gryla. Always trying to trick us into giving you our kids. <laughs> Originally, she lived in a small cottage, but in later poems, it appears that she was forced out of town and into a remote cave. Mm. So, like, with folklore, she was associated with the threat that lives in the mountains, and you never knew exactly where she was. Long poems were written about her and a husband, but that one didn't last long. Apparently, she ate one of them (laughs) when she got bored with them. She had more than one husband. Okay, no, no, I was like, but that one didn't last long because there was a knight in shining armor, Dakota. (laughs) Yeah, coming over the over the mountaintop. Yep. Yeah. He's about to steal your girl. <laughs> Other bits of folklore describe a second troll-like husband and a giant man-eating Yule cat. As I said before, Gryla didn't really have any association with Yule or Christmas until later when poems linked her to the Yule lads and Yule cat. So basically to understand, she's always been kind of in like this Norse poetry. Right. And then something happened with the folklore and they were like, no, she's associated with Christmas and these other Christmas beasts. Interesting. It's like how Santa hasn't always been associated with Coke, but then that was their greatest marketing scheme ever. And now he's just attached to Coke. Yeah. Just like that. What is so the Yule? I actually have a, I actually have a real question here. Okay. Uh, Yule uh, is is that like you talk about these Yule cats? Like those are related to the the, the idea of like a Yule log? Is that a thing? So like, Yule is like the pagan Christmas celebration. So okay. it's the winter solstice. Oh. So okay, is that why like because um with the modern day witchness and stuff like having a Yule log at yes. uh. Samhain? Yeah. Uh, No, Samhain is for Halloween. Oh, is it? Sorry. Is it at Christmas then? Yeah. Yule is the midwinter festival. It celebrates the um, winter solstice, the Mm -hmm. longest night of the year. Okay. Um, In Iceland, it's named known as Yal, but I'm using the word Yule because it's... I'll come back here, (laughs) Yal. So it's it's kind of the same, but not Uh, not exactly the same. So he's actually a Yal cat. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm saying uh, Yule cat. <laughs> yes, I now I'm picturing him with a cowboy hat on and, <laughs> and, a, and, a, and a big Yule log body. A Yule, Yule log body and a big old mustache. Yes. Um, so where was I? Yes. So she's got this cat and her husband. Um, not usually associated with Yule slash Christmas until later. Um, and then prior to that, she was really a personification of the winter and darkness and the snow getting closer and taking over the land again. Not only did she represent the threat of winter, but she was seen as actually controlling the landscape. Icelandic people understood themselves to be tenants of their harsh environment, and mythical creatures like Gryla were the ones who really had the power and were running the show. So let's talk about her Yule cat. Okay. I'm going to butcher his like name here. Well. <laughs> okay. Her companion, the Yolakaturin. Yolak. Or Yule Cat is also said to have a taste for human flesh himself. Hmm. Yolakaturin's sole purpose in life is to eat children and maybe adults. That's why we don't have cats. Yeah. Uh, specifically ones who did not get a new piece of clothing before Christmas. <laughs> like, <laughs> that, that's uh, just the idea that the parents are like, God, my, my kid is such a little shit. <laughs> why will the Yule Cat... Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Sorry, son. You're not getting a, a piece no of clothing new before clothing Christmas. clothing for you. Yes. Um, though often referred to as an ancient tradition, 
Accounts of Yolikaturin have only been located as recently as the 19th century when the threat of being eaten by the Yule cat was used by farmers as an incentive for their workers to finish processing the autumn wool before Christmas. So I guess they were threatening them. You'll get eaten by this cat if you don't process this wool. (laughs) The ones who took part in the work would be rewarded with new clothes, but those who did not would get nothing and thus be preyed upon by the monstrous cat. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes. Sorry, is, is clothing... Getting clothing on Christmas. Is that they're like a crucifix or something like that to these yoke guys? <laughs> no! I don't... <laughs> like, I, don't I mean, know. I knew... Th- I, I know Gryla and her cats are Christian, but... Mm. Yeah. So this has been added as a threat to children who have been naughty. The story of the Yule cat was popularized in a poem by Johannes or Kultum, who was writing in the 1900s, and part of that poem goes like this. So again, this isn't going to rhyme. Mm-hmm. You all know the Yule cat, and that cat was huge indeed. People didn't know where he came from or where he went. He opened his glaring eyes wide, the two of them glowing bright. It took a really brave man to look straight into them, his whiskers sharp as bristles, his back arched up high, and the claws of his hairy paws were a terrible sight. That was a a rhyme. Sort of. He gave a wave of his strong tail, he jumped and he clawed and he hissed, sometimes up in the valley, sometimes down by the shore. He roamed at large, hungry, and evil in the freezing Yule snow. In every home, people shuddered at his name. If one heard a pitiful meow, something evil would happen soon. Everybody knew he hunted men, but didn't care for mice. So there's a few more verses that go with this poem, but I didn't write them all down because it would have taken too long. Mm-hmm. But I'm also like, you know, here here in Canada, we have, "'Twas the night before Christmas and all through the house. Not a creature was strange. Yeah, yeah. And here we've got, this cat's going to fucking eat you. <laughs> very interesting i don't know like very christmasy i guess (laughs) i i don't follow that train of thought (laughs) what do you mean that it's very christmasy oh it's not sorry i was being sarcastic oh sorry uh i did not catch that it is sometimes (laughs) um yeah what an interesting i i just feel like there's uh back in the day it seemed to be like our kids won't be stop being little shits. We need to threaten them somehow. And then they were like, Krampus and Gryla and Yule Cats. Like, everything's going to fuck up these kids. Yeah. You know? And they're going to eat them. And now we got Cumbergrinch. <laughs> fuck. You know the thing that I like that about this Icelandic like lore yeah. is that they really still believe that trolls and elves are real so there's that's... a good good likelihood that they believe this that's so interesting it is yeah but also i mean we believe in god so <laughs> i'm, I'm kind of like who are we to say i'm kind of like like <laughs> people in the netherlands are just like oh those fucking dumb canadian no that's a canadian accent still. well and also the netherlands and iceland are different no, I, I know that. I was sorry. I was referencing something that you did not know what conversation me and Nick have had before. My Nick friend Nick is from Netherlands and he says that Christianity is kind of like kind of died out there a bit. Mm-hmm. Like not there's not a lot of Christians there. So you had to follow that train of thought, which mm-hmm. I didn't tell you. Mm-hmm. So fear not. I know those two things are different. Thank you. Um, so this brings us to the 13 Yule lads who are the sons of Gryla and Lepitholi. Uh, these remind me of the seven dwarves. <laughs> yeah. But they're a little bit more annoying, seeing as their whole goal is to harass humans. Ugh. Each of the 13 Yule lads has a descriptive name that generally conveys their favorite way of causing trouble. How do, wait, how, were the, is it, are these nicknames? Cause like these are was, their names. But that's stupid, because uh, how did they know that they were going to cause trouble this way? 
I think that's like a chicken egg kind of question. That's going to boggle my mind. Okay, what are the yeah. names? Well, I'm not getting there yet. I have to tell you about oh, what the Oh, you're teasing dude... me a bit. Eh? Yeah, yeah. Here, here we go. So they'll arrive one by one in the final 13 nights leading up to Christmas, and they will leave small gifts sometimes in the shoes that children place upon the windowsills. That's like a more recent thing that they do. Oh. The, in the past, they did different things. Are you sure the Netherlands and Iceland they are have the similar, same? They have similar like Cause, traditions. Because Sinterklaas in the yeah. Netherlands, yeah. he's all about that putting yeah. gifts in shoes. Yeah. So And writing poems to each other. So Yeah. Well, this is we listened to a poem about a yule cat so exactly so so anyways uh, but if the child has been disobedient they will leave a rotten potato instead <laughs> what a what a prank <laughs> the yule lads used to be a lot more creepy probably due to the fact that they are trolls kids mm-hmm. and in 1746 parents were officially banned from tormenting their kids with monster stories about these particular creatures oh. the king of denmark didn't like the idea <laughs> it gives me the willies <laughs> In modern tellings, so again, these are solidified by that same guy who wrote the Yule Cat poems. Mm-hmm. Uh, in modern tellings, 13 Yule lads have taken on a more benevolent role, much like Santa. But there are many Icelandic writers and historians who are trying to get them depicted again as they were in their original stories. Who I'm going to talk about them right now. So they're like the seven dwarves. Each Yule lad has a unique and descriptive name. And I really hope that I can get through them without dying. <laughs> okay. So, is it K? Is this the thing? Is this the thing? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to relate them to you in their English translations. I'm not going to give you their Icelandic names. Then, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I don't want to butcher any more Icelandic words for you guys. Okay. Um, again, made popular by the poet Johannes or Coltum in his poetry book, Christmas is Coming. That's where the Yule Cat poem comes that's, from. That's uh, that's the, uh, uh, you know, you watch The Grinch every year. That's the porno I watch. <laughs> Christmas is coming? Yeah. Delicious. It's about a sexy Christmas tree. <laughs> Ew. Um, these are being shared. I'm sharing them to with you in the order that they arrive and depart. So number one, sheep caught clod. <laughs> sheep caught clod? He tries to suckle ewes in farmer's sheep sheds, but is impaired by his stiff peg legs. What? Sh- sorry, he tries to suckle what? Sheep. Ewes. Ewes? Female sheep. Oh, ewes. okay. I didn't know that was the thing. I just thought... Okay. Uh, he tries to suck. Su- <laughs> he tries to suckle them. Yep. But they uh, peg shame him. <laughs> yep. And they're, they're just like, oh, if you were a real man, you'd have legs. <laughs> yep. So he comes. And then, on. And, then and then his uh, his pegs um uh they uh, they lose their stiffness. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so he shows up on December twelfth. So yesterday and. Uh... <laughs> yeah, he was trying to. I woke up and he was like trying to suckle Louise, but he was. And she, then I heard her peg shaming him. <laughs> so number two is Gully Gawk. <laughs> gully Gawk. Yeah, he hides in gullies, waiting for an opportunity to sneak into the cow shed and steal milk. Okay, a uh, little less bestiality-ish yeah number three is stubby (laughs) he is abnormally short and he likes to steal frying pans to steal the crusts that have been left in them yeah i thought their names were related to the bad thing they do yeah he's just short he's (laughs) oh uh, <laughs> as someone who recently found out he was five nine i find that insulting i okay yeah okay so number four is spoon liquor he steals and then licks wooden spoons, um, and he's also very thin due, due to malnutrition. <laughs> yeah, because he, he's only getting the the fucking leftover, like, cookie dough or s- soup that's on their spoon. Yeah. Number five is pot scraper. <laughs> he steals the leftovers from pots, but he's not to be confused with Stubby, 
who steals pans. So they're both stealing I was, different oh, things. Oh, I was going to mix those up. Ooh. <laughs> okay, number six is bowl liquor. What? What are these weird, like, was this the ultimate, like, you know, Ashton Kutcher's punked back in the day? Was <laughs> yeah. this is what they did back in the day? No, they... these are very descriptive names. I mean, we've got sleepy and bashful. I, yeah, that, like... that, that's... That's fair. <laughs> um, so bowl liquor hides under beds and waits for someone to put down their asker, which is a type of bowl that has a lid. He then steals that bowl, and I presume he licks the said bowl. Why would you put a bowl on the floor? That's I how you get know. ants. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> All right. Number seven Good. is door slammer. <laughs> Oh, these are very descriptive. Yeah. He likes to slam doors, especially during the night, in order to wake people up. These are all like, now they're getting very descriptive, like very literal for what they were, but uh, towards the bad thing that they did. And then he got stubby. <laughs> His only crime is that he was short. Yeah. Well, and he steals pa- pans. He steals pans. Yeah. Well, clearly he has a complex based on the fact that people call him stubby. <laughs> all right. Number eight is a uh, skier gobbler. So do you know what skier is? I... Like, it's like Greek yogurt, but it's like... Oh, you should have let me guess. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Do you know what skier is? Yeah. Oh, it's a... No, what I'm going to say is really gross. Dick cheese. <clears throat> yep. You got it. So it's it's actually a yogurt. It's similar to like... It's got a lot of protein in it. It's not the same as Greek yogurt, obviously, but it's the same yeah. idea. It's got a lot of protein in it. So it's an Icelandic yogurt. So skier gobbler yeah. really, really likes skier yogurt. Um, and he... You can buy that type of yogurt at Superstore. <laughs> Does he steal it? Does he buy it from the supermarket? No, he just really, really likes it. That's that's the thing. He just, but that's the bad thing he does is he like, he overindulges in yogurt, you know? He's going for that Activia figure. You would really think that he was stealing it, but obviously if I, if he was a stealer of skier, I would have written it down, but uh, he just really likes it. Well, you know, these guys are Christian and gluttony is a sin. It's true. Okay. Number nine. Sausage swiper. <laughs> uh, so he likes the, uh, you know, you know. He hides in the rafters mm. and snatches sausages that are being smoked. Ooh, wait. Sausages that are being smoked. So back in the day, I think you would like smoke your sausage. Not a wiener. No, no, no I was picturing it like, because one time at back camp. at band camp. No, when I was, uh, I was working in Swift Current while I was in high school and, uh, uh one of the tech people i was uh, with he, he he made a joke he's like oh yeah i saw him smoking a pole behind the uh behind the building so now when you say smoking that a makes sausage, me think of giving a bj that's what i'm saying okay that's what that's what he meant <laughs> so i'm i'm picturing i'm like uh, this uh what's he called Sm- sausage swiper sausage sausage swiper he's like you know he likes the penis <laughs> and uh he he's up in the rafters and he's seeing two men uh you know do fellatio and he's like oh, i want that sausage so he swipe he jumps down and and, and he swipes it but, no but swiper, no yeah, I, was going for that. I was going for that uh, uh, so, uh sausage swiper no swiping sausage swiper no swiping uh for all you dora the explorer fans out there that's right okay okay number 10 window peeper ah <laughs> oh, we got a peeping tom over here he is a snoop who peers through windows looking for things to steal. He's not, oh. I think, looking at anybody. He just wants to steal something. Okay, but, like, he's still going to be charged for, uh, peeping. you know, peeping. Yeah. Uh, number 11. This is the one. Oh, okay. 
You built a, oh, hold on. You built up a lot of hype from this. You I know because like when I was writing these, yeah. I literally was laughing out loud. Yeah. And I couldn't stop. And you, I was just like, you, these are so stupid. You, you put a lot of pressure here because you said that you were writing it and just picturing my what my reaction was going to be. It's not that I was like picturing your reaction. I was picturing how I don't know if I could get through this. And I did. I did oh, get well, through this. Well then them. you lied to me because that's yep. what you said to yep. me. So. so number eleven, doorway sniffer. <laughs> doorway sniffer like like he's like i think a sexy babe just walked through i'm i i know i'm not gonna get arrested for this this one like maybe if i was a fucking peeping tom over there like my brother (laughs) window peeper but but here no like doorways are fine doorways are fine they're in the realm of legality you know if i go to like the pantry drawer ooh, i get caught i'm fucked or if you're swiping sausages yes if you're (laughs) swiping if you're stealing another man's penis that isn't attached to that man's penis yeah, so yes. doorway mm. sniffer okay. has an abnormally large nose. Pinocchio. <laughs> <laughs> which has an acute sense of smell, which he uses to locate leaf bread. What? What the fuck's a leaf bread? Some sort of Icelandic bread. <laughs> it's like, oh, where is this leaf bread? Oh, is it under the door? <laughs> or is he just like, like, ah, oh, yes, this, my house this is the door to the kitchen. I better sniff this. There might be a leaf bread in there. I don't know why he sniffs doorways. I don't know. He just seems like he's... Uh, it's like he's got two things and they don't go together, it's you know? True. So, true. I, you know, he's trying to... He's trying to be like a jack of all trades, mm-hmm. but he's master of... None. None. It's true. So that's yeah. ridiculous. All right. The next two aren't as exciting. So oh, okay. number 12 is Meat Hook. <laughs> <laughs> I got. <laughs> you want to know how I lost this hand? And he's just got like a, a piece of sausage in it. And sausage swiper is like <sighs> up in the raft. He's like, "Fuck! I gotta get me one of that sausage." And then that's how. Wait, are they step brothers? They're all brothers. Not step brothers. Not step brothers. Okay, so this isn't how step brother. No, wait. Step sibling porn was created. Um, no, no. This is how. Uh, this was the first uh, actual case of incest. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, he was. Uh, uh, you stand accused of smoking your brother's sausage. <laughs> so Meat Hook uses a hook to steal meat. Oh, <laughs> he's, sorry, he uses a hook or a meat a, hook? A hook. Okay, because there's a difference. There is. I don't know it, but there is a difference. <laughs> yes, he just has a hook, and that's what he uses to steal meat. Okay, that's... Uh, Maybe at once at one point he was uh, called Meat Hand. Maybe, and then uh, then the man that he was trying to see, or woman mm-hmm. or other he was trying to uh, uh, he was trying to steal meat from that person, and that person chopped off his hand. So yeah. now he is Meat Hook. That's right. And our last one, number thirteen, Candle Stealer. <laughs> He follows children around so that he can steal their candles. Um, Candles were once made of tallow, which is like a fat, and were therefore edible. So he would eat the candles. (laughs) Okay, okay. I got a great pitch for a show, okay? (laughs) It's literally just to catch a predator. Okay. (laughs) But with the Yule Boys. (laughs) So uh, he like... What was his name? Candle Stealer? Yeah. He, like, comes in to the room thinking he's going to meet a kid there. With a candle. And, 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 yeah, with a candle. And there's Chris Hansen, 
holding, who's the host, yep. and he's holding a candle, and he's like, "So, what are you, uh, what are you doing here? Why do, you, why don't you have a seat? Why do, why don't you have a seat?" And he's like, "Oh, I, oh, I thought this was, oh, oh my god!" And he tries covering his face. It's been yeah. a while since I've seen it, yeah, but it sounded um, right. Thank you. I felt like it was a spot on Chris Hansen impression. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's no Cumber Grinch, but <laughs> it'll do. <laughs> Yeah, those so, are those are amazing. <laughs> yeah, I you know like I just I can't. I'm like what? Those who, why? <laughs> those were really the meat hook of the episode. <laughs> so one more fun thing about these guys is that even though they arrive 13 nights in a row with sheep caught Claude coming. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The the the, the sheep the suckler. First instance of okay, we got the first instance of fucking bestiality. bestiality. There's incest. Yeah. Uh, candle pedophilia. <laughs> like, I mean. Peeping Toms, like this is just an origin story of the worst of the worst children to ever exist. It's true. So he arrives on December twelfth, and Candle Stealer arrives on December twenty fourth. But they don't all leave the same night. They actually kick around for thirteen days each, so that on the twenty fourth of December, all of them are running around before wow. Sheep Caught Claude leaves the next day on December twenty fifth. He's the only one that leaves. Well, they all leave one at a time. So they stay... A day de- after each other? Yeah, depending on when they show up. So um, Candle Stealer, I think, leaves on January 6th. Oh, he's he's <laughs> around until Ukrainian Christmas, yeah. pretty much. Yeah, but he doesn't show up until December 24th. Okay, but I mean... Fuck, it's... um. You know how I said when you put a bowl on the ground, that's how you get ants. That, and no, bowl liquor. No, you... you, you when you put a bowl on the ground, you don't get ants. You get Yule Boys, apparently. <laughs> like, when will these... Oh, call the exterminator. Call, they're back. Yeah, they're back. Oh, they won't leave us alone. And do they go to one person's house? or they just No, they just to... run around going to random people's houses. It's your turn to watch them. Like, I don't want to deal with the Yule Boys. They're pricks. Except yeah. for Stubby. <laughs> Yeah, poor Stubby. He's just just short. and. Oh, well, um, no, he steals frying pans. Yeah, but he has trauma related to <laughs> what are these other guys' excuses, you know? Like, what's what's uh, uh, Pedophilia Candle John or whatever his name was? What's his what's his excuse, you I know? know? Like, yeah, he doesn't really have one. You know, having his candle stolen when he was even younger than he already is because he's a kid is not an excuse to steal other people's candles. That's true. Tr- that kind of trauma needs to stop yes i agree with needs to stop with candle stealer yeah he can be the change he wants to see in the world he doesn't need to steal candles that's right so there you have it iceland's interesting christmas folklore so dakota what do you think oh that was great that was that was uh uh you know i'm uh i'm getting some holiday ideas from (laughs) these these uh these young whippersnappers doorway sniffer yeah i uh (laughs) i'm thinking about you know maybe i'll sniff a doorway or three wow yeah we've got a couple doorways in the house just a couple <laughs> you know i'm not gonna go crazy i'm just yeah, gonna right. i'm just looking for my leaf bread you know <laughs> and uh yeah i think uh you know uh yeah i went into this episode you know i'm not not feeling great just mm-hmm. kind of hit by the uh hit by the uh, a little tinge of the woozies and uh, I, uh, but I'm feeling energized after this Good. one. Good, I'm glad I feel... that the doorway sniffer could get you. Yeah. Or the skier gobbler. <laughs> yeah, the skier gobbler or the <laughs> cock nobbler or whatever he's called. <laughs> <laughs> right, that was his name? Yep. Smoke, Smoke sausage, sausage swiper. Sausage swiper, cock nobbler, gobbler, whatever you want to call it, okay? <laughs> uh, the, the point is, 
Hmm. Don't forget the Yule cat and Gryla and her husband. Yeah, I mean, so that, okay, yes. And they're all one big happy family. They all live in a cave together. I feel like it's just a bunch of trauma. Just, just, there's so much there, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, Stubby had more than he was just short, okay? (laughs) He had dreams, aspirations. He stole pans. Why wasn't he pan stealer? That would have been way better. Yeah, like <laughs> I would fit with the rest of them. I mean, yeah, it's like every everybody else's was based on the well, depending on the time period, I guess maybe it was bad. I don't being see, short. I, I well, no, but like I don't see uh, sniffing doorways <laughs> as 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 bad. I look at it as we're not going to invite that guy to parties because he's fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> He's always, uh, you know, like, like, come Lurking on. Lurking in a doorway. <laughs> He's like, ah, come on, uh, no, uh, doorway sniffer. Just like, can you just be normal? Sniff some panties or something. Why do you, why do you have to, come on, man, okay? I'm just trying to think of a zinger for this one. And, and and the thing is that this isn't, I don't feel like this is going to be my own zinger because they were too good yeah. that they zinged themselves. They did zing They them. zinged themselves, yes, you know? they did. So, I give this nine oh, wow. point four mm-hmm. stubbies are people too. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And if Little I was trolls, and, and but... <laughs> if I and if I still thought I was five ten, I would be like spitting on him, be like fucking shorty. Yeah. But I recently found out I'm five nine, and that's all I can talk about. Yeah, now. you feel really bad. For it's him. I just. I relate to him, you know? Yeah. I also steal I was just going to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's all we have for this week. We'd like to thank you for taking the time out of your busy day to hang out with us. If you enjoyed listening to what we had to say, please download our podcast from wherever you get your podcasts. Leave a review or tell your friends about us because any podcasts really do grow through word of mouth. And if you want to stay in contact, you can follow us on Instagram at The Reluctant Historian or leave us a tip at buymeacoffee.com slash the historian. You can shoot us an email with future show ideas or corrections you may have noted to The Reluctant Historian at gmail.com. So we'll see you next week for our last episode of the year. Same time, same place. They should really bring back To Catch a Predator, you know, but with a twist. To Catch a Yule Lad. <laughs> <laughs> it would get canceled super fast. Absolutely. Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. warbyparker.com covered.